You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show, Heart Fam. And if you are new here, welcome, welcome. We love that you're here and we hope you feel so loved and encouraged while getting some incredible laughs, especially on today's episode, and hardcore business strategies. And if you're a returning listener, we love the crap out of you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. And if you haven't left a five-star review yet, please, please go do that. It takes two minutes and it truly helps us out a ton. Now, today's episode is a special one. We have a returning guest and honestly, one of our favorite people on the planet, Brady Clayton. And if you don't know Brady, Brady is our go-to videographer for the Heart University and he is incredible at what he does. We've had him on the show at the very beginning when we first started on episode 13. And we felt, you know, like it's been two years. We need the man, the myth, the legend back on this show. So for anyone who has not gotten the pleasure of knowing Brady, he is a Texas native and a brand videographer and educator who creates hype brand videos for influencers and brands across the US and the globe. And when he's not geeking out over the next big project that he's filming, he's going on spontaneous road trips, spending way too much time on Instagram and watching movies to fuel his creativity, reading books about lost treasure, and searching for cheap flights to take uh, to beautiful places to travel with his gorgeous wife, Quinn, and their two boys. Now, today we talk with Brady all about how he's built a brand that stands out in a saturated market, how his journey with an unsuccessful opportunity actually led to even bigger opportunities and success, and his advice and encouragement for any service-based entrepreneur looking to build a brand that has a solid repeat client base and stands out from the competition. And then we kind of segue into his thoughts on how social media is leaning towards video super heavily and his advice for any entrepreneur looking to take advantage of the change in the market and harness it to our advantage. Brady is a literal who and a half and such an incredible storyteller. So at the end of this episode, we then asked him to share one of the craziest stories from a shoot and uh, Brady delivered. Uh, we knew he would and you got uh, definitely a good story that includes Evie. I'll save it for the episode, but just stay tuned. It's good. Uh, you got to stay to the end. Just, you know, grab some popcorn and get ready. <laughs> All right. In all seriousness, Brady delivered so much insight and encouragement in this episode. And if you're looking to learn from him on how to stand out and serve your clients incredibly well and harness the power of video, no matter what industry you're in, keep listening. Are you just getting into your photography business and have no idea what lenses, camera bodies, and gear you should go for? Well, today is your lucky day, friend, because we're about to go over our entire gear list with you. Yep, we are about to spill all the tea on our favorite camera gear for shooting weddings and elopements. Now, if you're a photographer in a season of growing your gear list and you're just wanting to know what lenses, camera bodies, and other gear we use and recommend, this freebie is for you. You ready? Let's go. Grab the freebie at theheartuniversity.com forward slash gear. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hi, Hayden. Hi, Hayden. Yeah, sorry. We're already a wreck. We're a mess this early. It's great. Welcome to the party. Okay, okay. That's it. All right. Okay. Can we just start the episode like that? No. <laughs> just, oh, my God. It just starts with us laughing hysterically. Yeah. <laughs> 
Actually, let's do it. This is now the beginning of the episode. Hi, Brady. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, my gosh. Well, was the most informal, crazy, all over the place. Oh acid trip on an introduction for a podcast. I feel okay. like... People like that, though. I feel like this okay. is the most on-brand, like, Roman Clayton McLeod like conversation you could possibly have. We're not going to fake trying to be like, you know, professional and uptight. No. We're like, Brady, Brady, Sterling Clayton, thank you for coming (laughs) on the show. (laughs) Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. Well, in all seriousness, Brady, we're stoked to have you back. You are, for anyone who doesn't realize, you're like literally one of our best friends. Uh, We love, we love. Besties for the resties. Besties (laughs) for the resties. Great. Oh my gosh. And we've had you on the show before. We had you back on episode like 13, way back in the beginning. Years, you were years an OG. ago. OG wow. for sure. <laughs> wow. Oh man. I don't want to make you I don't want to make you feel bad, but we've had like Jordan Julie on three times since then. So like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Suddenly I did. You're like, yeah, the hearts, I'm, I'm the hearts, the hearts running out of content. Uh, we need to circle back to Brady. It's been two years. Uh let's just <laughs> Oh my god! Things for him to talk about. I don't know. No. <laughs> Brady, you are one of our favorite people on earth, and and we love you. Our people love you. Everyone loves you, uh, and you have so much goodness to share. So we were like, absolutely, we need Brady Deck on the show. But first of all, before we even get into it, before we even get into you, uh, like in who you are and all of the things, uh, we have to address the elephant in the room. When are you going mm. to come to Flagler Beach, Florida? Wow, guys. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, obviously, to everyone listening, you know what what Lindsay and Evie are really building is 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 a commune. It's a cult in and of itself. Uh, we already have a name for it. It's called the Flagler Beach Commune. Uh, oh there might God. be there might be high walls around their little community. Um, we, there might be Gregorian chants as you enter the Abbey. Yeah, um, and so there's enter plenty the of Kool Aid. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what a Flagler okay, Beach commune is, would like, look like. Literally. <laughs> Literally, our hater. I'm just seeing it now, Brady. Our haters that like listen to this podcast just to troll us are literally going to write a review now. And it's like, see, I knew they were a cult. <laughs> <laughs> well, leave it. Leave it to me to fuel the fire. Sorry, my bad. Oh, um, you fuel it. You fuel it. No, 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 no. But but we are excited. I mean, we're excited for our, for our initiation. You know, we've already talked all together about <laughs> us, Quinn and I, coming out, fully inspecting the the commune, and just kind of yes. seeing, you know, what the Kool Aid tastes like down there in Flagler Beach. Is it salty? Is it sweet? Is it a little <laughs> bit? I mean, so we're, we're pumped. Here's what we're I excited. Say. Here's what I say. It's basically Texas with a beach, guys. Oh. What is the... And- and we're all there now. So what okay, is what? Nice. Why are you still in Dallas? Like really? I, <laughs> <laughs> I ask myself that question every day. Um, <laughs> and now I think I'm coming to grips with the fact that like this is it. This is the work of the Lord. Uh, he is moving in a mighty way, and amen, I'm hallelujah. just gonna amen, hallelujah, and I'm gonna <laughs> just completely relocate my entire life to Texas with a beach because I would love to sweat profusely while also swimming in the ocean. <laughs> So there you go. I, okay, but you're already sweating profusely in Texas. That's, like, what that's what he's saying. He's saying I still sweat, but at least I have a beach. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Exactly, well, because exactly. Evie and Landon were trying so hard to get you to move to California, which oh, oh, we all I know, knew that was I know, never happening. I know, I know. Um, but now I feel like we actually have a chance. <laughs> No, 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 no! Seriously, the the amount of actual probability of this actually happening is way up over going to California because there's no state income tax. It's a lot cheaper to live. Like there are all these, and now that everyone's together, I mean, gosh, it's like the nail in the coffin like, what, for like, like the next not? ten years of my life, right? Yeah. So <laughs> the nail. <laughs> 
Okay, wait, 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 wait. For every single person listening to this, just if you would like to see like the end, you've seen like the stories that happen during like film weeks when we're all together. If you want that to be like literally life just Daily. every day, I want you, I want every single person listening to this right now to go into D- Brady Clayton's DMs. Um, and at just, Brady S. Clayton on Instagram. At Brady S. Clayton on Instagram and just attack <laughs> him with like Flagler Beach information and, yes. and being like, you should move. And Anne wow. Quinn, don't don't leave her out. Like, get her in on this. Anne wow. Quinn A. Clayton. <laughs> I, I think with all, with the, all of our families relocating, we'll just start a reality show called Real Housewives of Flagler Beach. And then we can just have a full-blown day-to-day drama between the Clayton McLeod Roman family. And it's going to be is great. It. Oh, but you have to add in the Antoses and the Nelsons, too. The Nelsons are not in Flagler, oh, yes, but yes, they'll come down. Obviously. But, but the obviously. Nelsons yeah, can't everyone, some great everyone. drama with, with having six kids. So yes. we'll have... Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be a full-blown reality show. It's going to oh be awesome. Oh, my god. Well, Brady, who are you? Let's maybe get into that. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I ask myself that question every day. Um, yeah, okay, let's see. I'm introducing myself in front of a middle school class. So name, age, where I'm from. Uh, I'm Brady Clayton. I'm 28 years old. Uh, that terrifies me because then I'm closer and closer to like... Lindsay Roman, don't thirty even, level. Yeah, no, I'm, oh, no, I'm thirty one. I'm thirty one. Don't 31. play. <laughs> don't play. Okay, sorry. My bad. All right. So, twenty eight. Um, married to my beautiful wife Quinn. We have two boys, Asher and Beckett, who are three and six months. And I have been a full time videographer, uh, branding videographer for five years now since twenty seventeen. And that's pretty much what I do. So I'd like literally my full-time job is basically just crafting and creating beautiful branding videos for influencers, companies, brands who kind of want to tell their story better and pitch um, yeah, their, their brand to their consumer in like two minutes or less in like a real compact high-energy branding video. This we is this is inaccurate though. I mean, yes, you do oh. that, but but also your full time job is to follow us around with the camera and get us dancing around like fools. <laughs> yeah. well, there's obviously that too, and then I, and then I have my side reality gig with yes. uh, heart yes. heart hustle. Yes, 100. percent The heart hustle. Uh, I forgot to mention in the commune talk. Uh, I am oh. having uh, my, I'm pregnant right now with my third girl. The Antoses have three girls, and so another a pull for the commune um, is you need to bring the men into it. Like yes. we have six yes. women, not women, children. Okay, I'm. This is getting creepy. Gonna- <laughs> I'm like, this is going downhill fast. This yes, so you, what you're saying, fast. what you're saying, Lindsay, is you're wanting us to truck in the testosterone to the commune so that you know future husbands, kind of, future husbands. Okay, great. You know, keep uh, the keep the community going. Right, for the arranged marriages that are inevitable. This is something oh like a dark dystopian sci-fi thriller already. This is great. I, wanna, I right. just want to clarify, we are all friends who love business and the yes. Lord, and so we joke that we're building a commune. This is all in jest. All right, moving on. <laughs> the, the trolls have already begun their review. Oh, obviously, obviously. <laughs> oh, my god. Okay, so, Brady, today, I mean, we're excited. Like, this, I think in all seriousness, you have just built incredible business, building, you know, brand videos for other brands, but even pulling back from that, like you are building an incredible brand that people are obsessed with, they love, that they want you to, you know, be the person to tell their brand story above anyone else. Um, So do you want to kind of just like, I don't know, I guess as you've built this, did you, when you first started, how did you get into videography and did you see going into brand videography? Like what, Mm. what was your, I guess, like, Lane. Did you see yourself coming here or was it just like 
things happened. And was yeah. he running for the hills from the wedding videography business? Like, <laughs> give us the tea. <laughs> I cannot film one more bride and groom. I, I will literally die. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, essentially, I mean, like, I've had a, a fascination with video since a super young age, like eight, nine, 10 years old. I would dress my siblings up in fun costumes and like run around with like the little VHS, like camcorder cameras. Um, back then, like, you couldn't actually edit video. So, like, you know, I would just like carry around a battery powered CD player with like a soundtrack that would play so that you could the, the, <laughs> so, that, so that like the the actual mic and the camera would actually hear the CD player so I'd have like my favorite song like queued up and then like okay action and my siblings would run around like my little you know minions and do whatever I wanted them to while I shot my like action movie on like a VHS camcorder so I mean it was that's kind of like where I started and you know I, I wanted to get into filmmaking but at the time social media had literally not been invented so at the time it was like oh the only way that you can do that is actually go to Hollywood, California and get into traditional filmmaking, which to me was like, that's impossible. It's super hard to break into. So I forgot about it. I mean, it just kind of became a pipe dream. I moved on with my life. I got into politics. Um, I intensely got into politics right before Quinn and I were married. I was executive director for the Dallas GOP um, in 2016 at 21. I got fired from that job. And so I literally had like a blank slate. Like I had to start over and ask myself, oh my gosh, like what makes me happy? What makes me fulfilled in life? And I remembered that eight-year-old little boy running around with the VHS camcorder who was as happy as a lark, you know, crafting and creating stories and making little movies. And I was like, okay, what if I actually traveled back to what I loved doing as a kid? And so Quinn had brought in a she 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 jokes all the time that like the literally the reason I married her was for her camera because she brought a 5D <laughs> Mark III into the marriage and um, she was like I'm the real reason that camera is the real reason you got your start so <laughs> anyway I was like yes babe I married you for your camera so anyway so I just had the 5D Mark III and a tripod and I just started I mean I needed to just like make money like that was like literally I was like I am so miserable in this job I was working at a van dealership after I got kicked out of politics. I was selling cargo and passenger vans, which by the way, that would be a great fit for the Flagler commune. If you guys need a hookup, just let me know. Um, and, <laughs> and, so, and so anyway, I was selling large vans to like big families and churches and, and it just wasn't great. I had a wonderful boss, but he was like, hey, you're not operating in your gifting. Like I definitely want to let you go to just do whatever you want to pursue. So I needed to replace my income. So I was just doing like I mean, random videos for like 300 bucks a pop, like for, you know, realtors. I mean, we were air, illegally Airbnb-ing our apartment on the weekends so that we could make rent while I was still like making videos during the weekday. I would do like side roofing gigs so that I could bring in a little extra money while I was still like making little videos. And so everything just kind of like compounded and I just worked my freaking butt off um, to slowly start to move into like the branding video space. Like I did a lot lot of wedding videos kind of at the very beginning but like you guys know I mean we've talked about this like I I just don't feel creatively fulfilled through wedding videos it's not something that lights my fire and I was like man brands it's always a different story it's so unique there's never a first look there's never a kiss in a brand I can totally uh, you know I can totally <laughs> avoid that um and so I can just tell this this brand's story in a really fun and engaging way and so that's kind of where the trajectory started to shift into to doing branding videos full time Beautiful. Wow. 
That's, yeah. I love that. That was so perfect. Like, so you did do weddings at the beginning. <sighs> Unfortunately, I did. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I this was a dark time in my life. I don't want to revisit yeah, that it season. Was, it was a very dark time. It was a very dark time. I <laughs> like still you go to knew, therapy. Like, from the beginning, you were like, this is not what I want. Like when I love video, I love it, but not in this way. Yes. Yeah, because it was okay. a very predictable template. Super predictable yeah. template. Like, I don't care. Look, I, I, there are people listening right now who their fire gets so lit by a couple's unique individual story. And I say, all power to you. Yeah. To me, it just didn't, it just <laughs> did not fulfill me creatively. I'm like, it, there's always totally. going to be a, a walk down the aisle, a first look, you know, a little get ready in the back, you know, mom's on the dance floor. Like, it's so predictable. <laughs> and so the only time, like, yeah, maybe you could cut it up and edit it differently with some fun music, but that's pretty much it. You know, you got to really really freaking work over time to try to make a wedding video overtly, unbelievably stand out and creative. Because to me, totally. they all look the same. So that's why I was like, ah, oh, I want to do small businesses, brands, influencers. There's always a different story. There's always so much variety. It's so unique every single time. I've never had a gig where it's been remotely similar. Like the, the vast difference of uniqueness and just crazy all over the place that I've filmed over the past five years has been amazing. And it's like an Enneagram 7. And for those listening, I'm not an Enneagram freak. I could not care less about Enneagram. But I'm just saying, like, as an Enneagram 7, like, I need that variety to fuel my creativity. And that branding videos was that for me. And yeah. you knew that, like, from the beginning. Like, because I feel like what you do is not well-known. It's not like a, like a super saturated yeah, niche. So how true. did you... Like, 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 did you just assume that that could be a thing that that people would hire you for? Like, in the beginning... Like, did you know that that was a thing? Or like how did you, did you know that have existed, basically? Yeah. Did you ever have, like, that stuff of faith in the sense of, like, I think I could do this. I think there's a market for it. Yeah, that's a great question. So actually what kind of kickstarted the whole branding video trajectory, and I don't know if I've told the story or not, but uh, my wife and I entered a global contest with a travel agency called Cancun.com. And the gig was to win a six-month job in Cancun making like videos for this travel agency, right? I mean, like on the surface, I was like, I don't have anything else to do. I mean, we're illegally airbnb our apartment. Let's go see if we can... <laughs> you know, <laughs> have a cool job in Cancun. And so the assignment was you had to make a video about your hometown and then like why you should get picked for the job, right? And then enter your your video. So Quinn and I, I was like, okay, I've got nothing to lose from this. You know, let's take like three days and film a video about our hometown telling the story about McKinney, Texas, which is where I live. And, and then like, just like go for it, balls to the wall. So I posted this video, you know, we shot this video, we air, you know, we interviewed people on the street, small shop owners, told like a brief history history of McKinney, this whole nine yards, like I poured my heart and soul into it for three days. We posted it and then it went viral on Facebook. So like hundreds of thousands of people viewed it. Like the whole town fell in love with it. It started playing on like the visitor center, uh, like outdoor screen for like 24 oh, hours a day down. <laughs> like it was like it, it kind of like got super popular so all thousands and thousands of people started voting for us so we got to like the top 50 out of 6,000 applicants from 120 different countries in this contest um, and then the whole thing kind of fell apart and ended up being kind of like a scam where the company had actually picked someone at the very beginning to win regardless of how many votes oh. they had actually gotten so it was like a real bad stink thing like huge influencers like entered this contest and they had more votes than anyone else and like they didn't even get picked it was like some random like unknown guy so but what was so funny is that while objectively on the surface that like contest was a failure it resulted in some of the biggest client and business connections for me for like the next two or three years because people <coughs> saw the video on facebook oh <clears throat> 
Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, no, yeah, no I, yeah, was, so, I was saying us. Because <laughs> that's like... I know. That's what, so, I know. That's why I knew you were coughing. <laughs> I, was, I was kidding, though. Okay, continue. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys are huge. You guys are huge. Y'all are great. Y'all are great. I'm, I'm just think, saying, like, <laughs> locally, um, this, this video essentially... I mean, I ended up being connected with some big YouTubers and traveling internationally with them. A lot of, like, really large business owners locally here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area saw it. And it provided me like a huge jumpstart into branding videography because people were like, you made a video about the story of your town so well. Can you tell my story? Can you tell oh, my yeah. brand story, my company's story? And so I say that to encourage those listening because it's never a waste of time to jump into something, even if it's not going to work out. And even if you stand yeah. to gain literally nothing from it, because you have no idea the opportunities it's actually going to open up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is no monetary incentive, no financial incentive. I mean, I just took off four days to make this random video about my town, but because the story and everything was crafted in a way that was so attractive to local business owners and people who wanted to tell um, you know, their brand in a fun visual way, that ended up resulting in a lot of new leads and clients and word of mouth because of that experience. So I would say that mm-hmm. was actually a really pivotal moment in the shift to branding videos was when I made that video about my hometown. <laughs> so good. Wow. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, It's so good. I mean, that's also like, like for anyone who doesn't know, Brady and I met when we were both in like high school. So we were friends years ago, but it, I hadn't really connected with you or, or talked to you at all for years, but we were friends on Facebook. And then I saw you start doing all these like, you know, Cancun uh, submission videos (laughs) and stuff. And I was like, dang this guy. Cause I saw you guys doing like your trips and like, like, just different like road trips and like Prius, like campouts. You guys were doing videos on those and I was watching those. And then the Cancun and I was like, dang, this guy's good. And Lindsay and I had just gotten to the place where we were filming um, our first first course. course. And we were like, hey, we need a videographer to do like all the promo video. And ironically also to do the whole course, which Brady never did again. He will never sit in a room and sit on a tripod (laughs) and film our course ever again. (laughs) But... (laughs) I think we shared this in the first episode, but just a quick refresher. We flew Brady to Hawaii and for probably like five days total. And the first four days, we stuck him in my spare bedroom where there was no AC <laughs> because it's Hawaii, uh, just to film us talk like to the camera. Two and he, he just, he just like hit a button. For hours a day. And Brady said, I was not paid enough for this and I will never do this again. <laughs> but but to this day, that was back like four four. Four years ago, yeah, um, yeah. Brady, Brady has done like every single promo video and for for us up until now. But anyways, that those Cancun videos were the ones that I sent to Lindsay, who had no idea who you were at the time, and I was I like, "No, this, this is our that. guy." Yeah. yeah, I did not That's why know she was that. Laughing. That's why I was oh laughing and God. being like, I thought you were <laughs> joking. Like I literally didn't well, even I mean, know I that was. it was because of the Cancun video. Oh, well, wow. well, it wasn't okay, like. like I was seeing your other videos, like, because you right. you were creating right, videos right. before the Cancun submissions. Yeah, yeah. And so I think I sent her one of your, like, your, like, West road trip video and then both <laughs> of your Cancun submissions of, like, McKinney and, like, here's who oh we are, gosh. one minute to tell our story or whatever that was. I sent her all three of those and was like, this, this guy's an old friend of mine. He'd be amazing for this. Let's hire him. And wow. I looked at it. And I said, he passes my test. All right. She cool. said, absolutely, right. yes. And so that's when I think I like messaged you on Facebook and we're like, hey. Oh my God. So I was I like joking. Because you were saying, like, yes, those videos got me big clients. And I was joking, being like, ah, yes, we were the massive ones. Like, oh my God. We stuck you in a room. 
Wow, I'm going to eat my, wow, okay, foot in mouth now. I did not know, I literally did not know that that was the result of that connection. That's insane. That's it's literally so insane. Funny. Wow. But yeah, I mean, you okay, posting yes. those then videos I would, then, then I will go ahead and say that Cancun.com was 100% responsible for, for <laughs> connecting me with the heart. Dang. Okay, that's <laughs> Well, I don't know. Teen Pact might have connected you and I, and then Facebook connected you with with me with the Cancun, which then connected you with the heart. (laughs) Just kidding. Love it. But I love, like, do you feel that that Cancun.com, like, you know, contest was kind of like the pivotal moment of really swinging wide the door to brand videography again? Like, yep. Okay. 100%. Yeah, he's absolutely. Like, yep. <laughs> he's like, yeah, the answer I mean, is yes. <laughs> okay, my, my next question then is, n- n- once you kind of got your foot in the door, mm-hmm. have you been able to rely fully on just like word of mouth and people seeing your videos and then hiring you? Or have you actually like pitched yourself to specific people? Yeah, yeah. No, so I would actually, Lindsay, this is kind of crazy, but I would say the majority, probably 85, 90% of all of my business is word of mouth. It's people that are on social media who saw, oh, you did this video for this person. I follow this person. I saw it. You know, I was just having this conversation <laughs> the other day with someone who I who I flew out to film with. And I was like, how did we get connected? And she's like, I actually don't even know the person that you filmed for, but I saw in a comment that you made the video and then I checked your whole thing out and now here you are filming for my business. So it's really wild. I mean, it's all, yeah, it is all truly word of mouth. Um, I have pitched a few, you know, a few people and a few businesses. um, But for the most part, like, I don't, this probably sounds so weird, but for the most part, people come to me and they're like, hey, I found you. I love your work. This is amazing. You're super fun to work with. I've heard everyone has had an amazing experience with you. Like, can you come film, you know, a branding video for my business? So, I mean, um, that's a testament, though, to your talent. And I'm like sitting here, like, okay, well, how can we make this applicable to people that are not as talented as Britney? No, I'm kidding. I'm like, like you are absolutely incredible, but I'm just like, wow. Okay. Like, so once I guess somebody like, do you ever like, what's the process look like with maybe not pitching to a company, but like working with a company. So like once a company works or reaches out to you, how do you like, I guess, sell yourself or like seal the deal? Like what is your marketing strategy in that regard? Does that make sense? Totally. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So once they reach out, I mean, a hundred percent say, Hey, I would love to set up a consultation call with you. We'll do a whole, you know, client kind of fielding, you know, just kind of like a meet and greet. So we'll do a zoom call, be able to kind of relax, hang out face to face is very preferable. That way I'm able to kind of create and establish this awesome connection with them. Let them know that I'm super fun down to earth. We're going to have a great time together. Um, and then, yeah, I essentially just kind of, you know, we walk through a whole scripting process, a shot listing process, and it's kind of this back and forth process for a few weeks before we come to the eventual shoot date. So by that time, we've already had all of our I's crossed, all of our D's, or, or no, our I's dotted and T's crossed. <laughs> and and I just said D's. I was like, D's, you, I don't know what you do with a D. Okay, anyway. It's okay. So, you were homeschooled. Continue. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, illiter- <laughs> I'm illiterate. It's okay. So um, <laughs> I can't read, um, but I do video as well. All right. So, um, so basically, I'll, I'll go out to them. We'll do the whole process and and shooting. And, you know, I always say this too. And I, you know, I've said this multiple times. I don't feel, I don't think that I'm the greatest videographer ever, right? There are so many people that are 
eons talented than me. I mean, I look at, I have, I have icons that I follow on Instagram, social media, YouTube. I'm like, holy crap, I will never get to that level. Like this is absolutely insane Hollywood level, you know, quality, right? So the biggest thing that I actually pour an emphasis into is letting that person know that I'm working with, that they are going to have such an amazing experience and I'm going to make them so incredibly comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, like they, that person will look back on that experience that they had with you. And yes, they're going to get a great video out of it, but they're all also going to remember how much fun they had with you and how comfortable you made them feel. And so whenever yeah. I work with a big influencer, a brand, I know out of all of the people in the bag that they have to pick, I'm probably not like the best of the best or like the greatest one. But I am the one that's going to put the most care and attention into knowing that they have an amazing experience. So that when they're yeah. able to watch that video that I deliver at the end of the day, they're not only going to be like, oh, wow, this is so good. But oh my gosh, that was so fun. The whole process was so amazing. Amazing, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's something that I always keep at the forefront of my head. No, that's so good. And I think that's really encouraging for everyone listening because I think what you just said there that I want to kind of like pull out and make sure like people are paying attention to is it, like, yes, your art and your craft matters, especially like in a service-based industry. Right. But what makes you stand out and stand apart is truly you and your personality and your work ethic and your the experience, like you just said, of, of actually like, how are you, what are you going to bring to the table that no one else can because no one else is you. And I feel like mm -hmm. you specifically do that so, so well. Yeah, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. And I mean, I don't know why this is... I don't know if what I'm about to say I'm going to regret or not, but I don't know why this is, <laughs> I don't know why this is the case, but I've, I've had so many people that I've worked with who are like, oh my gosh, you're the first like normal fun videographer that I've ever worked with. And I was like, what does that even mean? And they're like, I don't know. I just feel like videographers for whatever reason, they attract like a certain personality and a certain kind of person that like they get so wrapped up into like the technicalities of everything that they can mm. be a little odd socially and and yeah. to like interact with and and actually have a good experience with um, and so, uh, you know, I, that's why I always pour like a huge emphasis on like, Hey, just make sure that you are just fun and down to earth and make them feel comfortable. And I had someone send me a message on Instagram yesterday. They were like, Oh my gosh, like I just had a shoot with someone and it was just like a night and day difference. Like, thank you so much for how you make your clients feel and how yeah. you make just everything, you know, so seamless. And I felt so comfortable because this guy, it was just like a really weird experience. <laughs> and so yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you, Lindsay. I definitely feel like for those who are looking to really just up the ante and the final impact that they're going to, you know, have on their client is just really pour into the service aspect of it. Yeah. Even well, like almost more so than the craft. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Product shop owners, listen up. This one's for you. Do you ever get frustrated trying to keep track of all your material expenses, sales, inventory, and more? Don't worry. We got you covered. Introducing Inventora. Inventora is the all-in-one system for handmade businesses, makers, and manufacturers. Yes, Inventora can help you manage your materials, product recipes, components, suppliers, all in one place. It can even integrate with your e-commerce platforms like Shopify and Etsy to help keep inventory levels in sync between the two, or more if you have Wix and Square as well. Designed with advanced inventory reports, you will always have a deep understanding of how much you've spent on materials and how they flow through your business month by month, as well as the much-needed end-of-year inventory value report for tax season. Yes, Inventor is the perfect solution for a variety of businesses, candles, soap, fabrics, jewelry, and more. If you make it, Inventora can help you. You can join their completely free hobby plan to get started. To check it out, head to inventora.com and use promo code HEART for 20% off a paid plan for your first year. Want to know what both Evie and I use for our skincare? 
our absolute favorite non-toxic skincare products are without a doubt Primally Pure. Yes. If you've been searching for a natural, non-toxic skincare company, you can actually feel solid about using, knowing that the ingredients won't harm you and are derived from nature, then I'm not joking when I say that you need to try Primally Pure. Evie and I have been using Primally Pure for our skincare for a couple of years now, and we are legit in love. Like, we love that every product has minimal, safe, all-natural ingredients that, I'm not joking, smell divine and make our skin look and feel healthy and beautiful. Yeah, some of our favorite products that we've used from Primally Pure are their charcoal deodorant, the cleansing oil, their lavender complexion mist, and their clarity serum. Like, Every freaking product of theirs, we're not kidding, knocks it out of the park as far as quality and making our skin feel incredible. For 10% off your order, you can use code HEART and HUSTLE, that's all caps, no spaces, at checkout using the link in our show notes. We know that you're going to love Primally Pure as much as we do. Again, that's code HEART and HUSTLE for 10% off your order today. I mean, I think that applies. Like, obviously, you are a videographer, Brady, and so that applies hands down to videographers. But I think that applies just as much to any other service-based entrepreneur of, hey, you know, which (laughs) Lindsay and I have talked about this for, for years, but... You are the secret sauce in your business. You are the Mm -hmm. reason people are going to pick you. Typically, unless you were the best of the best and your work is unmatched, most of the time, you are the reason that people are going to pick you above anyone else. And so I love that you're like, you have essentially built a business on how can I build an experience that is unmatched as well as incredibly talented work. So, I mean, I know you think that you might not be the best of the best. Lindsay and I think you're the, some of the best of the best. But, <laughs> but either way, the point still stands of like, especially, you know, the fact that 85, 90% of your work comes from word of mouth and referrals, that yep. says something massive about, about you, you mm. and your experience. And that is what's making you stand out. That's what's making, you know, Lindsay and I rave about you to every single student, every entrepreneur, every person who's like, yeah, I'm, I, I need to like, you know, create a video for my new course. We're like, Brady Clayton, here's his info. Mm. Like, well, it's, <laughs> for everyone listening to what Evie just said, like that's how you get to a point where you're able to raise your prices and then not worry about like what, oh, but my town, like where I live won't hire me because they won't think that's expensive. It's like, well, when you get to the level where they're hiring you bar none because of you, no matter how expensive you are, they will make it work in their budget. This is more of like a pricing side note of just like so many people I see get stuck in the pricing, like just psychology of like afraid of what people can and cannot afford, but affordable is different for every single person. And people will adjust for somebody who they know is going to give a rock solid just experience and, and make the experience and the actual result more than worth it. Yeah. That is so freaking true, Lindsay. So true. Amen. amen. I have a question kind of pivoting a little bit from the, like, you're a videographer, you do brand videos, you are prime with video. What is your thoughts on kind of just like the social media landscape moving a lot more towards video versus like, I mean, obviously like Instagram, before TikTok was on the scene, Instagram like ruled the world with photo. I mean, and even like Facebook, like photos were everywhere. Photos were what, you know, drove social media. And then I feel like Snapchat, Reels, Stories, TikTok, like it all has been slowly culminating to just this boost of video marketing being like the prime way to market on social media. 
What's your opinion on that? Like, how do you navigate that? Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, it's insane right now what's happening. I mean, you guys know, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, but video is absolutely dominating social media in every every single aspect. And it's only doubling and tripling it from a statistics point of view every single year. Like there's this insane, you know, stat that I've spread around because it blew my mind. And that is that 82% of literally all consumer internet traffic by the end of this year, 2022, will be video content. 82% of all consumer internet traffic. And that's a number that's literally doubling and tripling every single year. It's so ridiculous. Um, And so honestly, when you think about it, like if you zoom out on the 30,000 foot, like human history perspective, like the first way that we were able to communicate it through, you know, human to human was like art, right? Stick figures, paintings, we were able to kind of like communicate these themes and emotions through art. And then literature came along. And then that was the biggest way to kind of communicate. And then photography came along in the 1800s. And then that eclipsed literature as the biggest way of being able to kind of communicate emotion and connection. And that's where that phrase, a picture is worth a thousand words, kind of came to fruition because photography eclipsed literature uh, from a historical perspective as far as how we communicate and we feel a connection between individuals. And so I feel like we're at a place right now in history where video is now worth a thousand pictures. It is quite truly the next and new medium to completely eclipse the past way of how we feel connection and emotion and connectivity because we're able to establish an emotional connection that's so much more intense and raw and authentic than just a still image. So it's quite literally like on a whole like human history sphere, we are rapidly, rapidly changing the way that we're able to communicate as people. And video is only going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I always tell photographers, small business owners, like I was on Instagram Live yesterday doing a little chat about this and kind of gauging what people felt. But hey, you know, I definitely encourage you guys to start switching it up. Start, you already have the camera, you already have the gear. Start switching it up and utilizing the tools within the gear that you already have to switch over to do some video. That way you can offer a new service to your client. That way you can market yourself better. It is the new medium that everyone is going to. And it would be a total shame to get left behind uh, because we're not utilizing the very thing that is the most powerful connector right now in social media. Absolutely. Oh, I think that's so important too, to just kind of recognize, hey, you don't suddenly also have to just become, you know, a videographer because video is prevalent. Like just use it even as a tool to reach people because that, you know, everyone is consuming video and it is such a deep way to build a connection with people. Like you're saying, like words are awesome. Photos are awesome. I don't think either one is dead, but, and I know you don't either, but video combines all of it. It allows people to see your face, to hear your voice, to see your expressions, to see your passion, to feel your, you know, excitement, to, you know, understand, oh man, this is what the behind the scenes of a shoot with Brady Clayton looks like. I love how comfortable his clients look right now. Like they are having Mm. fun. They are laughing between takes. That's the experience I want to have. I want to work with Brady. So it's like, use that tool that's at your fingertips Yes. And just recognize what it's doing in the market right now and stop, like Lindsay and I have been saying this for a while and this is going to sound harsh. 
stop complaining about it. Like recognize <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yes, it's annoying. We get that as, yeah. as photographers, like it's, it's okay to like be sad that things are changing and we have to change up our MO, but have a moment of sadness and then pull your pants up and like get yeah. to work. Like this is yeah. awesome. Use it. Yes. <laughs> well, and I think video, it, it's the closest you could get to being in the physical room with somebody. Like yeah. video conveys, just like Evie, you just said, like emotion, your personality, it builds trust way, way more than you could ever communicate with a photo and a caption or just even words, a blog post, whatever it is. Um, like, And th- there are ways, obviously, to utilize photo and words to build trust. Like that is one way. But I just remember like when Instagram first came out with stories and all of a sudden, like the, my favorite creators that I followed, I could, I heard what their voice sounded like. I was like, Whoa, like it, it built trust so much. And it felt like you knew them. It felt like, I mean, even literally watching like celebrities story the same way that I story is like a whole new ball game of like, wow, I grew up like loving Hillary Duff, like watching her on the Disney channel. But now I watch her like as a mom storying and I'm just like, she, I feel so much more connected to her. Like, it's, yeah. and she's not doing anything different other than just like storing her life. Like it just allows that personal intimate trust to build and, and connect. And it's like, as business owners, why are we complaining about that? And being like, oh, but now I have to do more work. Like, okay, great. <laughs> it's going to benefit you. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. And it's going to be uncomfortable at first. Like, it's going to suck. Like, yeah. there's definitely an amount of insecurity and feeling that you're going to have that is is going to be inevitable. And that's okay. That's what happens whenever you yeah. start to learn something new. Um, and I love coming along beside small business owners, photographers, and empowering them and teaching them like, hey, here's how you can utilize like your phone better. Like, I mean, I, I think pretty much everyone knows this, but I have a course called Pocket Cinema, teaching people how to shoot and edit video just exclusively on their phone. And then I've also mm-hmm. got a course called Cinema Camp for those who actually want to utilize the tools of their own DSLR camera and do more professional videography. But it's like, hey, like, I want to break this process down for you. Like, it's okay that you feel insecure. But my job as, you know, an educator is to come along beside you and empower you to really be able to unlock the tools that you literally already have. You already own them. It's just a matter of just, you know, coming out of the box and just making sure that they're utilized in in the right way. So, and that's been something that I've loved doing over the last, you know, year or two is coming along beside people who feel that insecurity and who feel that kind of anxiousness and nervousness and be like, hey, it's okay. Like, I was there too. Like, I get Mm -hmm. it. We all have a starting point. Do you have actually any tips, like for somebody listening to this that is feeling convicted because we're like ragging on the complaining of video and they're like, (laughs) okay, I've done that before. My hand is raised. I feel called out, but we want to help you genuinely. So like what, do you have any advice? I mean, just like having educated, having done courses with obviously both DSLR video, but also phone, especially phone for anybody that is kind of like not even reels, just like afraid to hop on the video train, whether it's stories, reels, video content, putting a video on their website, whatever it is. And and maybe that's their insecurity or just not knowing the technology or just like being afraid of stepping into a whole new uh, wheelhouse of marketing. What is some tangible advice that you would have for that person to start utilizing video more? 
Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a little bit of a difficult question because there is a little bit of a learning curve. So, you know. Right. Like, no, that's what your courses are for. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's where my courses are for. Um, but I would say start small, right? I mean, just like turn the camera on, turn your phone on. I always say like, start with just like your family. Start with your home life. It doesn't have to be about your business. Start with something that you feel comfortable about. Experiment in the day to day because you'll feel less pressure and you won't overthink it as much as you will trying to shoot something that's promoting you and your business. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I can even get into my head about that too. Like, okay, I'm just going to shoot like a fun thing, like a fun day at the park with my family. Oh, there's like such, such a level of just like, oh, whatever, who cares? Oh, am I going to shoot something that's actually promoting me? Oh, holy crap. Now I'm starting to overthink this. Am I doing this right? Is, is this being like <laughs> done the right way? You know what I mean? Whenever there's that mental shift between yeah. just doing something day to day versus doing something for your business, it can definitely inhibit inhibit like the amount of freedom and creativity that you feel. So I would say with the tools that you already have, 100%. just start start on the day-to-day for fun. Start making little fun home videos of like your kids or a date with your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend. And then just like, you know, have fun with it. And then I f- you're, you mm-hmm. will start to gain confidence in that day-to-day the, the, to then start, you know, making content that might be a little bit more purposeful for your business. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I think too, like there is purpose in the day-to-day and in the personal because it's building like Lindsay and I, like, well, like Lindsay was mentioning with Hillary Duff, like that personal, like, I feel so connected to this person on a human level yeah. that then allows you when you do go to do the more promotional side of things or experiential, like, here's what it's like to work with me or, you know, whatever. People are like, oh man, I just love Brady. I love the yeah. way, like, you know, he loves his boys and his wife. And yeah. wow, he does that with his clients. It, it, it That looks so fun and like full experience and comfortable. And oh my gosh, look at that final result. He is my man. Like, yeah. I think it's like the full 360 marketing perspective. And I love that you just pointed out that that's also typically the easiest to start with too. And yeah. I think like, I just want to encourage like entrepreneurs, that's not like... I mean, if you are doing any sort of personal branding, that is also very like strategic and purposeful. And the nice part is it's also easiest to get started. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to say for anybody, because I I get this question, I'm sure Brady, you might get this question a lot too, of somebody who genuinely just like is afraid or self-conscious to even story themselves. Like you almost have to like go into another dimension when you've decided to like, no, I'm going to be that person on the beach yeah. or in the park that's just <laughs> going to talk to my phone and I'm going to own it, that it's going to like, it feels awkward and we're just going to walk in that awkwardness together yep. and understand that people are going to look at us. And that's that's okay. I feel like there's a barrier that you have to just jump off of or over um, <laughs> oh. to like, do that because I feel like every single person on earth feels self-conscious like when you're storing in your car and then a, like in a parking lot and a car rolls up next to you and like you're no, you just know you just oh, know wait can I can I share I literally had an exact moment I was storing in my car somebody pulled up right beside me and I just started pretending like I was on a FaceTime like <laughs> this, was, this was like four years ago but <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, literally though, that was literally to my point is a tip that I always do or, or that I always share to somebody that is like dealing with that self-consciousness or just like, I look like a fool. People are going to think yeah. I'm full of myself or whatever it is. I literally say like when you're storing to, if you are not used to storing face to camera ever, or maybe just like very infrequently, pretend you are FaceTiming your sister, pretend you're FaceTiming your best friend oh, and talk to, talk to one individual yeah. Like you can't get in your head about like, oh my gosh, 50 or a thousand or 1500 or 15,000 people will see this story. Like you cannot get into your head about that because that's no. going to 
then make you self-conscious and think about every single word that you, and then it's going to feel inauthentic. But if you think about, Hey, I'm just talking to my sister or my best friend, it's going to come across more authentic. And then all of those people will feel like they are your sister or your best friend. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Honestly, there were, there have been a few moments of like publicly that have been super awkward. Like I remember, um, I remember like going through the airport like in COVID times where everyone had to wear a mask, and I was like, I am not flipping wearing a mask on my story. That's the dumbest thing ever. So like, not only am I going to story in public in an airport, I'm going to story with a mask <laughs> off walking around in an airport. Like, can you ma- the amount of attention that that actually attracted from oh, people? Like, right. what the like frick is this guy? I actually from? feel like you story in airports all the time. Like I, every other day. I'm like, oh, Brady's in an airport with that 45 degree angle, just like walking, walking down the, the tarmac or whatever. And I feel like that's like one of the the biggest places where there is all eyes on you, probably. Yeah, like, oh, as totally. You're people totally. watch like people. Wait, people, people watch in airports like crazy. So if you have yep. the guts to story in an airport, kudos. <laughs> <laughs> it's an it acquired next taste. Level. <laughs> yeah, it's a cold plunge oh, of uncomfortable that. uncomfortability. That's not that's a word that discomfort? I can't say. Okay, <laughs> discomfort. Uncom- that's, that's easier. Uncomfortability. <laughs> like I said, guys, I'm illiterate, but I can do video. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, Brady, you are one of our favorite creators and favorite storytellers. And obviously you're a videographer, so you tell stories all the time. Do you have any just like fun as we kind of get closer to the end of this episode, like fun, spicy or shocking, or I don't even know what adjective to throw in here, but just like a story that you feel called to share right now from like a shoot (laughs) or like a fun experience, just like entertain us out the door. Oh wow! Okay, okay, fun and spicy, or wow? Okay, I don't I have, know. I don't know what adjective. I don't know what adjective I want to. What do you just have a story that you want to share? I, I have two stories that <laughs> come to so mind. Um, I have. <laughs> I have two stories that come to mind. One is unbelievably awkward. Like it's got to be the most awkward thing that's ever happened to me on a shoot. But the other is like the most like shocking, unreal. Um, and it happened with Evie. The one that was super shocking is is it's the drone crash story in Mexico that is oh undoubtedly. <laughs> Okay, it's wait, undoubtedly sure, sure, sure. okay. Well, it's I've told this so many times, and people have just like their jaws are on the floor. They can't believe how much of a miracle it was. But basically, Evie and I were shooting a YouTube uh, promo for her YouTube channel, and in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and oh, we were doing this it. like we, you know, we were doing this jet ski sequence off of the coast, and I am like ripping my drone at like forty miles an hour, following Evie, who's just like hauling butt across the ocean. <laughs> I'm on the beach with my drone controller, and she's out in the ocean. So I've got my drone super low to the water, right? And she's chasing my drone as I'm ripping it backwards. And I'm looking at my screen and I suddenly see the waves rise and the water comes up and my whole screen just goes black. And I'm like, oh my God. And I like look up and I see Evie just dive off the jet ski into the ocean. And I'm like praying. I'm like, dear God, please let her come back up onto that jet ski with the drone. And she like swims... Evie did that. If that were me, I'd be like, well, bye. (laughs) 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 I just that that would not be my first thought is to dive in after it. I would have been like, oh, that sucks for him. (laughs) Sucks to suck. Um, okay. Oh no, my heart stopped. I was like, oh no. And I was in that water as fast as I could get in. You're a oh, man. good Samaritan. Wow. I just, I don't think my brain would have even got, I would have thought, man, wow, we just lost it. There's no hope. <laughs> so, so Evie like gets back on the jet ski. I'm like, oh my gosh, there it goes. At that, at that point, I didn't even care about the drone. All I wanted was the SD card. I was like, dear yeah. Lord, I just need the SD card with all the footage. So she comes back onto the beach. I'm like destroyed. I mean, like I am distraught. 
And I'm like you panicking know, too. Oh, it was bad. And so like we she we call call over like a guy and he's like, okay, I'll get some of the guys from like the nearby village who are like free divers. We'll go out onto the fishing boat to like the area out in the ocean and like see if we well, can see it, right? Wait, can I say something too? The yeah. the tough part was I was because I was driving fast on my jet ski, I like, when I saw it go under, obviously I immediately stopped, but I kept moving. So I like turned my jet ski around, dove in. And and then when I came out, I was like, I couldn't find it, couldn't feel it. And then the, the waves were like starting to push me away. So by the time, like we got back, like, because didn't I stay out there and you guys came, you, you, you and Landon hopped on. So I stayed yeah. in the water and Landon and Brady hopped on another, the second jet ski that we'd rented and like bolted out. And I was like, I honestly think I've moved way too much. I don't think it's under me. Like, I think I'm in the wrong spot. So we didn't mm. even know where it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then and, go ahead, Brady. And then, to, and then to make it worse, you know, when we when we have all these guys like get on a fishing boat, we make it out there. Luckily, uh, on the DJI like drone app, it had the last marked location of where the drone was before it went oh. into the water. And so I, but it's like on this map, so I'm like, okay, like we can, you know, our little blue bubble, like hopefully we can make it to this spot out in the ocean. So I hand my phone to the guy who's driving the boat. And I'm like, okay, this is where it's at. Like, go this way. So he takes my phone, he hits a button, and he deletes the flight record. And I'm like, (laughs) bro, you had one job. Like, you literally had one job. And that was to hold a phone as you went and got my drone. And you just freaked, you wrecked my life. Like, you ain't getting paid for this afterwards. Like, I don't, anyway. So, so. Like, he was losing his mind. (laughs) I was literally losing my mind. So they go out, we go to like the rough general area that these guys dive down. They come back up and they're like, it's 40 feet deep. We can't even see the bottom of the ocean because of the silt layer until we get down 20 feet. And then we can see the bottom of the ocean. No, no, they're, they're free, free diving. diving. They have absolutely well, free, that's nothing. What that means. Okay. Yes. Yeah. They, they're I mean, free they have diving. Like, they have, they have no a snorkel and, and goggles, right? That yeah. was it. That was yeah. it. That was oh, it. Yeah. That's going to pop your ears so bad. Oh, yeah. oh. 40 feet. 40 feet. So can you, so, so they're going down, they're coming back up. Nothing, nothing. I am praying fervently for the resurrection of my drone, miraculously <laughs> off the coast of Mexico. Like the chances of this, I mean, we don't even know if we're in the right place because we had dumbass like delete the flight record on the phone. <laughs> we're in the middle of nowhere in the ocean. It's horrible. And then sure enough, this old guy, he's like 60. He looks like in his 60s. He looks ancient. Okay, not that people in their 60s are look ancient. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. He lo- he's an old <laughs> man. He's an old man. so many people in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he dives down. He's gone for forever. I'm like, did bro die? Like, did he make it up? Like, and then sure enough, (laughs) boom, he rockets to the surface, drone in his hand. And I just like, I lost it. I literally, and he's like shaking his head and like pulling at his ears. His ears had popped so much. And he'd recovered that drone off the bottom at 40 feet in the Pacific Ocean. And the craziest part was all of that footage got recovered off the SD card and made it into the final promo video (laughs) for for Evie's YouTube channel. And uh, so all those clips that you see were literally recovered at 40 feet off the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. It was insane. Did Did your drone... Not make it though. My, oh, my no. drone. No, we gave it a twenty-one okay. gun salute. It was buried with honor. It was totally <laughs> fine. Yeah, it, it did not make it. <laughs> twenty-one gun salute. Oh, that's it was amazing. So bad. Yeah, so that's a wild one. That's a crazy one. Super. Wow. Crazy. Oh my gosh! I that's honestly amazing. forget about that story until you like. <laughs> 
until you mention something about the drone or something, and then I'm like, oh yeah, we we don't talk about him. Like, <laughs> we don't talk about literally you, oh me, and Landon God. sitting in the front of that boat praying like, while oh, these guys are oh. diving in the water. It was the most. It was the most tortured and tormented I've ever been. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> It was awful. Oh my gosh. Okay, Brady, clearly anyone who just heard that story and has listened to this podcast recognizes just your storytelling capabilities and the fact that you funnel that into such an incredible client experience and client like storytelling of of their story, their brand is just hopefully people recognize your genius coming out of this episode. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for sharing just like, I guess just all of your, your experience, your insight, your process of building such a standout brand and the tips for, you know, fellow entrepreneurs. We're going to kind of wrap up this episode. We have like a little like three rapid fire questions that we typically answer or ask every guest. The first one being, what is your favorite book that you've read recently? Mm, that's really good. So ironically, uh, I think it was uh, Everyday Millionaires by Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Love me some Dave Ramsey. I know I'm probably going to get <laughs> so much <laughs> judgment from that recommendation. But that has been a really good book that I've read recently that has a lot of great information in it. Lots of fun stories that kind of keep you you know, focused on like the long-term game and the short-term game. Um, so that's a good one. That's definitely a good one. Okay, perfect. Love me some Papa Dave. Okay. Um <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was that would probably be like the best book that I've read recently. Dope. Perfect. And then the next one is what is the biggest lesson you've learned in business? Mm, I would always say like never stop creating for yourself or you will burn out. There if you only okay. get definitely if you only get wrapped up in creating client projects and you never travel back to what actually makes you fulfilled um and just taking that time even if there's no financial no monetary gain to get from it it's it could just be like hey I've always wanted to make a video about this I've always wanted to shoot some photos of this I'm going to take some time for myself and create just for me. That's been the mm. biggest thing that I've learned to recharge and refresh you when you might be in a season of burnout. Amen. Yeah. Okay, and then last question is is the the biggie cuz everyone's going to be obsessed with you after listening to this episode. Where can people find you? Take any courses, watch your videos, follow along on your shenanigans, all the things. Love it. Yes, I am 100% all on Instagram. I love me some Instagram. I'm on YouTube and TikTok as well, but Instagram is where I, I hang out the most. So you can find me at Brady S. Clayton and shoot me a DM. I would love to hang out. It's so funny. I said this last time in the last podcast, like so many people shot me a DM. I was like, I didn't know if anyone would actually take me up on it. But yes, <laughs> shoot, me, shoot me a DM. Come say, hey, I'm a big voice messages person as well. So you might get that from me. I would love to hang out, love to get connected. Shoot me a DM at Brady S. Clayton. Perfect. Amazing. Yay. Thank you, Brady, so for fun. being here. This was a hoot and a half. We <laughs> love you so much. You are incredible. And I know our, our people will just be stoked on life on listening to this episode. <laughs> oh, I am so incredibly excited for my 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 near indoctrination to the Flagler commune coming very Perfect. soon. And I'm, <laughs> I'm super pumped. <laughs> this is the first step. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me on. Oh. Seriously, I love y'all so much. Y'all are the best. Love you. Thanks, Brady. Oh.